Hello and welcome back to the Strathclyde Fusion Alumni Radio Takeover in aid of Kuhn Review and Cancer Research UK. Uh, thanks to Kwaku there for his magnificent two hours of Strathclyde headliners. We're now going to go into something that's a bit more of a different pace. Um, pretty much we've had interviews obviously over the last couple of days from the guys from Kuhn Review, uh, Print Speaking for the Blind. Obviously Kwaku had one with DJ Phil. But now I'm going to have a wee chat to... A man who's, um, say, leading a revolution, if that's safe to say. Uh, this is the owner of Insane Championship Wrestling. It's a Mr. Mark Dallas. Hello. Mark, how you doing? No bad, mate, no bad. Is uh, my mic on? Ah, you're, ah, you're <laughs> good, mate. Sorry, these headphones are very staticky. It's horrendous, <laughs> so I'm going to take, take them off and just read from the, from the levels. No so worries, mate, no worries. Uh, so, hi, Mark, thanks for coming in for us today. Uh, obviously, um, you've been on quite a journey for the last... I, uh, I got the bus in, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I got the subway. But um, I, I, it's been a, a mental few years. I still use 10 uh, late last year. Uh, it was 10, 10 the end of last year, I think it was. Uh, I. So, I, so it's, been a, it's been a mental decade. Uh, for any listeners to the, sh- to the show who aren't aware of ICW, first of all, where what have you been? Well, where have you Where's rang me? Where have you been? I know exactly. Uh, but uh, in Glasgow, you don't know what ICW is, man. Clearly not yourself. Clearly not being the barras. Maybe if you just moved here for like the Hebrides or something to go to uni, fair enough. <laughs> Give you a couple of weeks to acclimatise. But see, after that, if you don't know what ICW is, man, go home. <laughs> go back. <laughs> uh, so it's a, it's essentially it's a Scottish wrestling promotion known for being bringing back the old school style of um, obviously if you know about the EC, the ECW style. Uh, say, as Mark said, it's been going for 10 years. Started off in the lowlands of Mary Hill. Yep. And on to last year where they sold, well, pretty, pretty much sold at your allocation for the... Uh, no, 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 it was 6,000... Was it 6,190-something? Uh, it was, was sold for it. It was packed and it was amazing. Oh, aye, aye, aye. <laughs> but we didn't have the top tier open, so this year I hope to get the top tier opened. Um, oh, no, we did have the top tier open, but not the entire tier. So um, there was a bit of it that was cut and off. Mm-hmm. So I think we could get about $10,000 in, in there. Right. Uh, so that is the plan to eventually sell that bad boy out. I'm, I'm, no, um, I'm no aiming for that this year. If I can at least get, say, seven or $8,000, i will be really happy. You know, um, it's a progression upward mm-hmm. movement. <laughs> so hey, From where you've came from? Pretty much 10 years ago, you can't complain with it. Obviously, I had 35 people in the crowd at one time, mate, and one of them was in the front row reading the newspaper. So, oh, really? That's uh, aye, aye, aye. Um, so, that's a big change for the hydro to that. Uh, um, even the barras is still surreal whenever we do that. The fact that we're in the barras hall of fame is mental, man. Uh, I think we've run that four, four times now. Right. Uh, sold it out four times. We're running that again on April 16th. So that'll be like the fifth time, and if we sell it again, that's five times we sold it at the bars. And there's somebody from Glasgow. I don't think if you're if you're from outside of Glasgow, you won't really know like the prestige and the history and how important a venue that is to people from this city. But all in the world, it's known like it's known as one of the best music venues ever. Like people come here that are big music acts and like they've done like big massive buildings and they'll turn them down to go so they can do the bars one time. You just say they've done the bars. Right. We go to do it all these different times. I think it's because it's known for obviously the, you get the market and that type of stuff. Aye, although there is uh, a, wee bit, a wee factoid about the bars, I'll tell you, is uh, the floor. Under, you know, the flares might have a bounce to it. Mm-hmm. Well, under, under the floor is 
rows and rows of tennis balls. Oh, really? Yep. There's a guy, the guy that uh, runs the place, talking about that. Mm. A guy called Willie. It was a uh, Canadian maple oak the floor's made of. Right. And there's a small gap beneath the floor, and it's just thousands upon thousands of rows of tennis balls to get that wee extra bounce. bounce. Uh, I can, oh, I can attest to that because I've been thrown from the ring onto the floor, and I, I did, in fact, bounce. So there is a bounce in the, in jeez, the floor. Jeez, oh, well, there's, there's something there. There's something. Who says you don't learn something every day? <laughs> there's tennis balls under the baddest flare. That's it. Yeah. There you go. So, so I, Mark, as I said to you earlier, I've got a few questions, obviously, to ask you to chat. Um, if anybody wants to give any of their questions to Mark, uh, we are on Twitter with the hashtag Fusion Alumni Takeover. Uh, obviously, you can drop me a message on Facebook as well. I'm sure Mark will be able to answer most of my questions, as long as it's to an extent. And not, yeah, yeah. And not, not a problem. I mean. Right. So obviously, you started off ten years ago, through the Maryhill days. Uh, everybody who knows you knows you are you are obviously a wrestling fan. Mm. Was that your main reason for coming into, it, or did you have any other motives for starting off? Um, it was all because there wasn't a wrestling show that I really wanted to watch on the TV anymore or anywhere for that that fact like mm-hmm. you did get your hardcore companies as you would call them mm-hmm. I would call them our garbage companies so like <laughs> people would say like garbage wrestling is, is like a term uh, like just weapons for the sake of it blood for the sake of it stuff mm-hmm. like that and I to be fair in our early days we might have done a bit of that uh, ourselves but no to the extent these other companies done like every match like there's matches where people are pulling out garden strimmers and stuff like that it's a bit overkill so there wasn't a product that appealed to me in terms of the wrestling and also the storylines and stuff like mm-hmm. that. WWE, uh, WWF at the time had to go back to being aimed at a, a, a younger demographic because of uh, a lot of their sponsors were pulling out mm-hmm. because the attitude era was mental. So all, the, all the sort of adult content and the bad language and the the sexual content and uh, the pimps <laughs> the pimps in the ah he's worked for me worked for me a couple of years ago <laughs> ah, I remember seeing that lovely eh? gentleman lovely gentleman he has he owns a strip club in Las Vegas uh, um, mm-hmm. uh, he's like uh, cheers D'Lo Brown works there <laughs> uh, no way mate D'Lo Brown works there so um, I it was just I wanted to create something that I could watch but the weird thing about that was once I created it I could not watch it because I was the guy making it Aye. So I never really thought about that, but um, <laughs> aye, it was just uh, there was wasn't a product that appealed to me. Also, I'd uh, I just I I just wanted to try it. I was always I'd trained years before, but I'd only ever trained in wrestling. Uh, back then, you couldn't just go on internet and hire a ring or something like that. So you had to know somebody in the business. So I was uh-huh. just trying to get my foot in the door. To, uh, my intention was always to be a promoter. I had no intention of ever being a wrestler. Aye. Now you can just go online and just hire a wrestling ring, and people know that, and wrestlers are just go and take the bookings because why not do you know what I mean mm-hmm. but uh, aye back then it was a lot um, it was a lot more of a closed door sort of industry and you had to know somebody to know somebody to get the ring to get this and get the contacts to get the wrestlers and x y and z mm-hmm. so aye that was that was why I started it, it was just um, for my own selfish um, reasons okay. I wanted to watch something that wasn't, didn't exist anymore so I decided to create it uh-huh. And so I, I, as you said, um, when you were initially started, you were um, only set, had about thirty-five people in Maryhill Community Centre, mm-hmm. and uh, there was a point, about, or really, where you took a few years out. Uh, a year. Is year. We took a year out. Uh, well, a bit, maybe a bit longer than a year. 
So I ran 2006, I ran two, ran two shows in 2006 at the end of the year, that's when we started. First show was October 15th, 2006. Then we ran, I think it was three mayor the next year, and then in 2008 we didn't run, and then we ran again in 2009, mm-hmm. but that was only one or two shows, and then we came back properly in 2010, mm-hmm. that's when we ran five shows uh, in the uh, Mary Hill Cent- Community Central Halls. Mm-hmm. Well, we only ended up running four, because the four shows that we ran got such a good reception that then a nightclub wanted us to go and run mm-hmm. in their nightclub and then when we went to a nightclub that's where we had the lights for the nightclub the sound mm-hmm. rig big bar over 18s mm-hmm. all the elements came together and that was where the real ICW that everybody kind of knows now kind of came to fruition well you got that pretty much that image of being the, obviously the it's kind of like, like, I don't know, like every wrestling company now in the UK like people are running bars and clubs all the time but mm. at the time, it wasn't really a done thing. There wasn't a lot of people doing it. In fact, I don't think there was anybody doing it. And um, you know, it's just normal for people to run these sort of venues. And I think we were kind of the, the forerunner for all yeah. that sort of thing. Because at that time, it was pretty much just, obviously, you were saying the attitude there had finished. That was pretty much the the John Cena. Ruthless I believe it was called. Ruthless That was a uh, pretty... That was pre-PG? PG was in 2000. That was aye, somewhere. aye, no, it was, uh, Ruthless Aggression was the one right after the Attitude Era, I'm sure. Aye. And then it was, aye, the PG era. And now, they're, was it the reality era they're calling oh, the it? New, the new era or something like that, I believe so it's, it's getting called now. I think, that, I think they've got too many errors. I, I know, I know, man. It's just an issue. You shouldn't <laughs> have that many errors. You just move things on. But they never called the area, area we Hulk um, and all that. They never called that an error. Ah. It was just the wrestling. It was just res- wrestling. Hulk. I hope. Saturday night main event. Aye. All that type of stuff. Uh, but see, when you had that time off, did you ever think, did you ever doubt that you were going to get back into it, or was it just always going to be a temporary thing? I did doubt I was going to get back into it because it was the amount of money it cost to run and never really made any money. I actually lost money um, right. when the first couple of shows I ran. And then I had to go and get a job, and I had a house, and I had all these. So when I first ran it, I was staying at my mom's house. It was mm. only like 18, 19, something like that. So I didn't really have any responsibilities and things I had to pay out. You know mm. what I mean? I could, I could, a loss was a, was a kick in the teeth, but mm. I could deal with it. Aye. Whereas now I had a house and responsibilities mm. and all that sort of stuff. So I didn't really think it was going to happen. And then I met my, my missus, Helen, mm. and then we had a, a wee boy, Danny, and... Then I was kind of like, oh, this this really isn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, oh no, sorry, sorry. Danny hadn't been born yet, mm-hmm. um, but she was pregnant with Danny. So right. while she was pregnant with Danny, I was like, this, I'm not going to feasibly be able to. But she could say that my soul was crushed mm-hmm. uh, by the fact that I was just going to be, and, and there's nothing wrong with it, but you know, a 95, and just I go to my work, and then I come home, and then I sit down, and then I go to IKEA. And, Mm-hmm. or that sort of life I just I'm not that sort of guy it's just known for me man and mm-hmm. um, she saw how soul destroying that was for me so I'm out working every day doing a life care job which I hated but it was good pay because it was a council job but I right. just hated it man and she was like go and run an our show so that's when I ran in 2009 that, that show had a tiny tiny crowd there and all but all the wrestlers or my mates that I'd known that worked for me Mm-hmm. It all sort of evolved, and this is the show where like, Renfrew debuted, and Aye. like we had the, go- the the gold label, which was before the black label, they formed in this show. And back then, no, it doesn't seem like that big a deal, but back then it was like you wouldn't take three or four big names off a show mm-hmm. and put them in the same segment. Mm-hmm. 
because it would cost you too much money for that one segment, you would split them into different matches. So I was like, that's exactly why we're going to do that. Mm-hmm. So we did that, and that was the sort of catalyst for that that night. And they were going to be the, a super group. I remember I was going, this has got to be a super group. Mm-hmm. And um, so that formed Renfrew, debuted. He'd been worn wrestling tights um, not long before. And I was like, he was like, what do you want me to do? And I went, just take a tap off, melt your jeans, and come out with a bolt of buck fast. And that was kind of the birth of the Renfrew I, that you know now. That I couldn't imagine Renfrew wearing tights. I used to bam up and say, look, look, generic wrestler B, when you put pure, um, when you were playing like Warzone or something like that, aye, PlayStation yeah. 1, when you click, click randomise, that was Renfrew. Um, aye, it's, it's surreal to look at him. Well, it was weird seeing him wearing the yellow boots at the Hydro. Well, there's a story behind that, that's actually uh, Coach Tripp's boots. Coach Trips, but because uh, Coach Trip was Adam Shame, that was his name. Yeah, Adam, I remember that. Down, Adam Shame was the was down in England, one thing in England, and these. I he worked in England and he worked up here. He was the NWA Scottish Heavyweight Champion at one point. He worked for SWA, mm-hmm. um, and uh, Shamer was when we all started. We were dead young, and all the older sort of wrestlers were a bit brazen. We all the trainers were a bit, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? A pain or treating you like you're beneath them. Shamer was always pure sound so we had a lot of time for Shamer so it was kind of like a wee how everybody in my group was wearing yellow it was like DCT and that was out yellow Uh, Coach was out with his son wearing the yellow football strip Um, Shas Amos was wearing yellow so then it was like Gradle's wearing yellow Mm -hmm. so he ran for the event in yellow and because obviously he was kind of half trained as well by Shamer back in the day Right. Uh, Shamer gave him his boots so it was kind of like, aye. So it looked like big Billy Conley's big banana feet, but <laughs> uh, it was, either that's a cool wee story behind that because we all love uh, Coach Tripp. Coach Tripp's, um, he pretty much is trending from what I've seen with that very, with, with that. 170,000 views so far, 1,000 uh, shares uh, and that. It was, that was actually brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> we made two, we made two. One of them was, uh, one of them was Noam Dahl getting kicked off the balcony. That never ended up in line because it's like it was two different people in the office made two of them. And I was like, right, what one we put up? Because we can't put two up. It's overkill. I was like, we put the coach one up. I think we made the right choice. The coach. If you've not seen it, go to YouTube. Go to the Insane Championship Wrestling YouTube page. It's the one, I think it's one of the most recent. It was up yesterday. It was uh, it's up on the Facebook page as well. If you just type uh, in like uh, Insane Championship Wrestling Facebook, the first thing it comes up. And I, it's one of the tap videos. I think it's like the second tap post on the page. It is absolutely brilliant. If you were <laughs> if you were there live, it was even better. Six star that match. That match is amazing. Six, right, six, six star match. So we called it. That match is amazing. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> uh, so you were saying there, obviously, uh, yeah, Renfrew came in about that time, about two thousand and nine. I think you also got uh, was it Jester that started coming in around about that time as Jester well. Jester came in. Uh, yes, that was Jester's first. Sh- no. Jester had worked one show before we shut down, but it was only like one match. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he worked, I, he was back at this show, and this is where he sort of became the Jack Jester we know now. Mm-hmm. So he was like, see, that's the story behind this as well. Before I came back and ran again, it was he'd phoned me. I don't right. even know how he got my number, and he was like, I've got this character, Nadie will let me do it. You're the only person that will do it. Do you want to run an R show? And I was like, I'd, I'd only ever met him like two or three times in my whole life. And I was like, I will think about it, and then that's when Helen was like, "Look, go and date, man. Just go and date something to like creatively fulfil you. If you're going to have to go and do this horrible life that you don't like, no, no, the family side, fans, he's brilliant. Just the pure working in a job I despise. There's people I don't like, uh, and all that. And um, so then I went and ran a show, and I remember it was he was fighting William Grange. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. He, he had a, a dominatrix with him called um, 
Lolly. Right. And Lolly was about for a couple of years working with us, and she was eating pancakes, I remember, with food colouring in them. Eating pancakes first. So, so I can vomit on command. Like, right. Right, okay. Jesus, I've got a noose. Like, all right. He's like, right, wait to see this. So he has the match, and there's a bit where like, Lolly, like, Vomits down on and mashes it into Granger's face, and then Jester puts the noose around his neck and drags him around the hall. Right. And we took the forty, and that forty was the poster for the next show. So the poster for the next show was Jack Jester dragging a Langley Flair, a human being, by the neck with a noose. Right. So it's insane wow. championship wrestling. Wow. So <laughs> when we come back, we go to the big hall, uh, and we'd sold like seventy-three tickets. Good, good, good draw. We had a, a death match, our first proper death match. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was Jester versus Rob Cage mm-hmm. and the, he was about to a spool of barbed wire a full spool and he cut his head open and um, the photo of him cutting his head open with a spool of barbed wire became the poster for the next one which moved into the smaller hall in Maryhill mm-hmm. sold it next one sold it had to put chairs right up to the back next one sold it had to turn people away and then that's when we went to nightclubs it's, it's quite an interesting gimmick though it doesn't really surprise me other people when they do it <laughs> the, the one I always remember was a uh, was it ECW when Kurt Angle was about to sign? And they did the one with him. Was it Sandman and Raven, the crucifixion? Uh, and, uh, and pretty much, because I think Angle was uh, Angle was close to signing for them. And then he kind of backed out of it because of that. Because there was a couple of people interested in him. I think it was like, um, it was like the, f- the, the WWF wanted me to go to like a dojo sort of thing. It was like a Dory Funk training thing. Right. That, um, he ended up going to that. I'm sure it was like people like Edge and all that. Mm-hmm. Into, um in the IECW there was an interest there as well and I that they done that angle they done a lot of crazy angles man um, we've done some in our time too we've been we've been thrown off telly before we've we've been thrown off my channel and all that. I was that I've actually got a, a something about mention about that actually oh, okay, in, cool. in, in, in there about that uh, but with the obviously with Jester and Renfrew a lot of them are still there I and obviously you're, you're bringing in all these you've got a lot of you guys coming in as mm-hmm. well you've got obviously the likes of like the Joe Henry's you've got like the was it like the Space Boss type guys, so like Aaron Echo, D- Ravy Davy, and that type of stuff? Is it good having like your jesters and your Renfrews there for these guys? Oh, to help, I, help with them. Uh, uh, Space Boss just kind of ran its course. That was only like a series. There was like six of them, mm-hmm. and it was also I could do the joke of Space Boss four, five, six, mm-hmm. and then go back and go one, two, three. <laughs> but uh, I know the longest joke in the world, man. I don't even know if we got to Space Boss two thousand, which was maybe the next one. There was, a, that was, there was a couple of them. I think it's uh, it kind of ran for a bit, and, uh, then, it and then that that was it done. I was thinking that recently with Fight Club, and was like, whatever happened to Space Boss? Uh, <laughs> that kind of just fell it off. It was just a joke. <laughs> it was just a joke. That um, no, the shows, but that we sort of thing was a, a thing for me. I um, you need to amuse yourself. Aye. Uh, but it's mere GPWA and we've got some trainees that come from other schools Aye. like um, there's, there's, there's Esther, eh, sorry, Source and there's like, eh, PBW Academy and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So there's a constant influx of young talent coming through. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of guys we use in are from the Glasgow Pro Wrestling Asylum which is eh, based in the same building as ICW. It's the asylum at Toonhead. Mm-hmm. Um, they've just had a new intake there. There's, there's just there's, I think there's about 40 guys that train there some of them will make it a lot of them won't mm-hmm. um, those that will make it there's so much potential there's so many decent guys come through that could be moulded into something special but in order for that to happen they need to work with these more experienced guys even like um, I like your Joe Henry's and stuff like that a year or two ago we're still learning from more experienced guys you never stop learning but um, I there's, there's guys come through your Ravy Davies CS Rose, The Purge, 
uh, Kez Evans, stuff like that. And then Aye. you've got a couple of guys for I like to say the other schools that are that are really starting to like show serious potential Aye. as well. Because you find with the guys like um, like with Joe Henry for example, they don't obviously get right into the how they work because it took Henry a few years to kind of find, mold it, find himself because he was originally way. Well, uh, him and Kenny Williams were the team, obviously. Then he went up there, he had that time away. I Storyline, um, obviously. It's, it's, more, um, it's more about finding something that works for you. And I remember when he started doing the wee uh, hype intro videos, mm-hmm. uh, parody videos. Um, he'd done one or two, and he'd done all right, but he never really picked up. And then he'd done just boom, boom, Jack Jester's in my room. And I went, mm-hmm. the reaction to go, I remember he came backstage and I was like, that's it. It needs to be pop culture stuff. It needs to be stuff that everybody's heard. Mm-hmm. So you need to do big songs. And then he just ran with it and then it was I'm Drew I would die I would die and all these other ones and um, like Bohemian Rhapsody at the Hydro I know such a, su- it's like, that's what I said to him I was like you need to do songs that everybody can knows like as soon as they hear that they'll go that's Bohemian Rhapsody that's this that's that mm-hmm. and that was a real major thing for him but also wrestling wise I mean he's dedicated an incredible amount of time to learn uh, to wrestle and get better did they train for the Olympics was that true what it was was um, there was a bit where Insane Fight Club 2 was getting filmed and they were going to try and include some extra people and I went, why don't you go and learn to be an amateur wrestler, see if something happens. So right. obviously they didn't end up including anything because it was just, it's only an hour or so. Mm. But he went, aye, cool. Came back a week later and he was like, I'm ranked second in the country. So <laughs> <laughs> like, what? He went, aye, I might be going to the Commonwealth Games. So he's no qualified, but he's in the running and he's, I think he's definitely got fights coming up in the next wee while where if he wins them mm-hmm. Joe Henry's going to go to the Commonwealth Games representing Scotland he's, he's one of these he's a handsome big bugger he can sing he, he, he can wrestle he's and he puts his mind to that he does it's like it's like a, a, a character in some sort of sitcom in America that isn't real oh why don't you try amateur wrestling Joe uh, yeah sound <laughs> and then he comes back oh, I'm ranked second in the country like, of course you're Joe of course you're ranked second in the country you just showed up and became ranked se- no even I showed up and better cut of people I showed up and became ranked second in the country it's like I don't even doubt it Joe I don't, don't even doubt it mate the only thing you couldn't do was get rid of the violence and the swear words but that's another that's that's maybe for <laughs> that's maybe for the future you know it's one, st- one step at a time you know but that's as you say he's a talented guy I, I remember um, was it the first Shug's house party mm-hmm. he played him and his band played the intermission. Oh, intermission. I I, it was obviously it was obviously leading. It obviously led into him getting this destroyed by Dave. That was the first show. I, was, I think that was the first show. I was at. And uh, was that Shug's house party? Shug's house party at the ABC. ABC. The first one. Aye. Uh, I forgot about that. There's so much happened in that show. That was why my still game showed up. That was it. Aye. Still know. game. Drew. Drew. Aye. Uh, what else happened in that show? There's hundreds that happened. That show was brilliant. When was I think back in it. Man. I'm quite glad that was the first one I went to, or else we might not have been having this interview today. <laughs> to be aye, fair, aye, aye. to be fair, so it's quite good. But he has a su- super talented, and that's it. we'll talk a bit more about that later. Like, obviously, we talked about Drew. It's a bit on that. Uh, you were saying, obviously, but you, you were on telly, and obviously, you get kicked off of telly. Yep. It was a, it was a bit of a scheduling issue. I think it might have been. Yes. Said. We had a a channel we were on called My Channel. And uh, they were only pining us or anything. Um, we were only pining them either, but it was just like, do you want, they messed me, do you want a TV slot? Oh, yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it was like, right, we'll give you, I think it was like three in the morning or something to start mm-hmm. with. Or, I think it was like, no, one in the morning. Mm-hmm. We'll give you one a.m. All right, cool. Give me one a.m. 
became one of the highest rated shows in the channel. Now, you could get this on Sky. Like, you get this. If you had Sky, it was on, like, the, the bottom line package. It wasn't, like, mm. you had to subscribe to a certain package to get it. Like, if you had Sky Telly, you had this channel. Right. So uh-huh. that's, like, 20 million people. Mm. So we're getting, like, I think it was, like, 10,000, 15,000 viewers. So they moved us to 9 o'clock at night. So we would be on at 9 and be the highest rated show on the channel for the week. Mm-hmm. And then the repeat of the same show at 1 o'clock that night mm-hmm. would be the second highest rated show on the channel for that week. We were storming it, right? Mm-hmm. And the show wasn't even that... It was rough around the edges. Not when I look back now, I'm like, oh my God, it's, it's hard to watch because like, obviously the pr- production side, lighting, cameras, and all that sort of thing, we're a lot more polished now. But um, at the time we were smoking, and it was on this channel, man, just blown out of water. Mm-hmm. And um, I said to him, I was like, look, can I... Can I maybe get a sponsor? It's like fuck yeah, because I think I was talking to like I think it was like Red Bull or oh Rockstar, that's what I was. And they were like, I will, will sponsor it. So what happened was it was all about to happen, mm-hmm. and I was going to quit my job. I did quit my job. <laughs> <laughs> I quit my job in spectacular fashion. Told my boss to go fuck himself. Oh, it's all right. No, no, no. no you did, you did, you did no bad, there, mate. That was half an hour. I know. No, no, no. <laughs> Told my boss to go. It's fine. It's, it's fine. It's, it's fine. We're I'm good. Really we're good. Uh, we're good. Off. We're talking about off-com, and that might be an off-com issue. <laughs> no, <laughs> nah, you're fine. Mate. On you go. Uh, sorry about that, mate. Nah, it's cool, man. Uh, I told my boss to bolt, um, <laughs> and then I, I walked out. And as I walked out, my phone went. And I, as my phone went, I was like, hey, "Hello, who's this?" And I'm like, oh, this is. Um, can't remember the guy's name. He's like, oh, "This is for my channel. Uh, we've had to pull the show off there." I'm like. What? He's like, aye, Ofcom complaint. Like, no way, man, really? Like, aye, Ofcom complaint. Um, I'm like, well, what, what, what's the complaint? And he's like, oh, there was a bit where there was a swear word that was worse than the one I just said. <laughs> so you can imagine what that is. Begins with a C. Aye. Getting repeated over and over and over again by the crowd. And um, BT gun covered in blood. Mm-hmm. Mikey Atlash and all his glory. Oh, yeah. Throwing him <laughs> off the balcony of the garage. What? And um, I was like, ah, that'll do it. Mm-hmm. That sounds like something that somebody <laughs> could complain about. But here's the thing I'd actually said to the channel when we started, I was like, so what's your guidelines expecting to get this big, massive book, like section one, paragraph five? You can do this, you can't do that, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. And it was like an email with one sentence. Um, Nanity. And I was like, is that it? And they went, I just named it and you're fine. <laughs> so I was like, oh, here we go, man. How far can I push this photo? Like, <laughs> what can I get away with on this channel? So I was on a mission, man, today. The most debaucherous stuff we could possibly do. Just to see if it would fly. So it, com- it comes out, like, about a couple of days later that, in fact, Wisney, um, who are programming, it was the fact that they dared the programming after the watershed. Mm-hmm. So in the contract, they could edit and air five repeats throughout the week. So they have repeats for like three, four in the morning and stuff like that, just, just to fill up the schedule on the night. Mm-hmm. And um, one of them, I believe it was like a Sunday morning or a Saturday night morning or whatever, would be five, it would start, the show was an hour long, the mm-hmm. watershed ends at half five, so there's half an hour that's out with the watershed, which it shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. And apparently it was one single complaint and it was some parent down in England, kid, their kid got up to eat their wee Cocoa Pops or whatever, Turn to tell him to watch cartoons, and so a man dressed as a woman throwing a guy covered in blood <laughs> off the balcony of the garage while everybody chanted a swear word. Jeez. So, aye, that's that's kind of what happened. And then the son of all people, um, 
cleared their name because they phoned them and then the channel was like whenever they were phoning the channel the channel would answer the phone the receptionist and then start speaking in Spanish like oh this is hanging uh-huh. from Sun they talk to you about ice they start speaking in Spanish so then Sun went and got somebody that spoke Spanish mm-hmm. they phoned them and then when they started speaking Spanish he started speaking Spanish then they hung the phone up so then he just went right we're not going to get a hold of him so then he just went straight to Ofcom talked to Ofcom Ofcom filled us in in the whole thing uh-huh. Sun ran a story and kind of cl- cleared their name but that could have been a really bad black mark against ICW we recently um, as uh, uh, recent as two weeks ago we had an episode of our show pulled off uh, Fight Network which airs in like uh, four countries with mm-hmm. Martina Aye. Uh, because Martina done something with a, a prophylactic that was uh, questionable yeah, yeah. She, you, you, you can see that I remember from the show I was at, that makes a bit of sense to be fair that wasn't even that one was it, it even was that? the one before that so this one here's even worse oh so my god pulls the tobler on it not it oh my so, god so um, we've had to I think we've had to I think we're going to creatively cut that bit kind of like the South Park <laughs> game where they cut out the bit for the EU market ah, just yeah, have yeah. the wee graphic on the screen we're going to mm-hmm. maybe do something similar have her with a chalkboard maybe doll <laughs> put Toll's face on it or something uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, that's brilliant do you think you'll ever get back in telly again? Um, yes uh, yes I do right. we'll get back in telly we had been offered a lot of things in the UK but they were things that were like oh you need to not do this and not do that and not do that to the point where it wasn't like I can come and go but I understand that we maybe need to not swear as much and not do this as much and maybe mm-hmm. not believe as much I get all that mm-hmm. but when you're t- saying don't do all these things it's like uh, you, 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 well, it's not ICW then you might as well just go and get somebody else do you uh, know what I mean well like, I, you're going to kill the show die and then mm-hmm. we'll die with it because we won't be ICW I know, you just lose your image don't you it's I, like you need can you lose, but kind of made right to the part. The thing always my mind when I had meetings with TV channels was, right, so you're talking to me because you've heard us because we're ICW, mm-hmm. and then the first thing you want me to do is change everything and no be ICW. <laughs> but the reason you're talking to me is because we're ICW, Aye. otherwise you wouldn't have had me in for a meeting. It actually makes my brain hurt trying to <laughs> wrap my mind around how the logic of that, but Aye. obviously when you're dealing with TV people, it's like understandable. They don't watch wrestling, they don't know wrestling, they don't know what it is that... Mm makes us special or different or whatever you might have worded it but I just so there's, there's has been offers there's been alright offers no bad offers for like Sky Channels and some other places but right. like his challenge pulled challenge have pulled the wrestling there pretty much aye, so that, that, they were obviously people, they were obviously the main aye, ones and you people tweeted about um, I still be going on it to the point where challenge fund my email emailed me to say can you ask the ICW fans to stop <laughs> 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 tweeting us because I think it's just a different direction now. I think they were kind of uh, dying a wee bit with money-wise. I think they were kind of uh, going down. And they're so going back to the old that's game show thing. Re- repeats of uh, game shows. They're uh-huh. not creating any new content anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was kind of aye. They just didn't have the budget anymore to uh, buy new content. So they just got rid of everything. Aye. Uh, so mm-hmm. aye. so um, obviously with the TV, there was, uh, everybody knows about it, there was the same fight club on BBC. Mm-hmm. What was it that the, the BBC say what brought you, um, you their attention on that to get you on that show? Uh, there's or a Vice documentary called The British Wrestler. Is that the, one, the, the Grado one? Aye. I actually signed a contract for that recently. I think that might end up going on Viceland, that TV channel. Right. Um, uh, I, so it was a Vice documentary called The British Wrestler. Mm-hmm. 
that kind of uh, highlighted Grado winning the belt. But mm-hmm. he lost it later that night, that's about to do the show. Aye, so he didn't aye. actually win it. Aye, aye. Lightning's fit was on the rope. Aye. Um, but we'd done it, it was like the pure big Rocky story, and it was brilliant. It was like just such perfectly timed that that got captured by that. And then mm-hmm. the, that led to Channel 4 mm-hmm. asking for a, a taster tape to get made. The taster tape's like a 10 minute long thing. The, they showed their bosses and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So they commissioned that to get made after a production company based in Scotland called uh, in Glasgow, doing it Charing Cross called IWC. They made mm-hmm. things like Home is Under the Hammer and all that. And they made the tape with us. Um, they gave it to Stuart Crossgrove, I believe it was, at Channel 4 Scotland. He's mm-hmm. the, the, big, the big cheese there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he loved it. He sent it. So it's meant to get sent to England to a department. So it's meant to like documentaries I suppose we get factual or whatever mm-hmm. sent in and they would decide if it's in their budget to make this but he sent it over all the, the department's heads which is pretty unheard of uh-huh. to the big boss the main boss mm-hmm. don't, don't know her name <laughs> but um, she said I've only found this out like a year later she'd sat in it for weeks and weeks and weeks, weeks I hadn't heard it and thought it would died and then she went oh it was uh, it's too Scottish too Scottish. Aye, it's, it's insulting, isn't it? I know, it's, um, it's bad. Too Scottish, whatever that means. Um, aye, uh, if we say something's too English, that's it's just, it's, 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 it's no, I won't say it's racism, but I'll <laughs> say it's no far off it. It's pretty much the same thing. Aye, how can you be too Scottish? I know. Oh, turn, that, um, turn that BBC Alba if it's too Scottish. Aye, it's, it's like a Gaelic channel, mate, what are you talking about? Aye. Aye, it's overly Gaelic, that channel. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? So it's like, aye, so they said it was too Scottish, so then basically what happens is the person, um, the production company that make it, the taster tape, hmm. then have the rights to shop it about anywhere they want. Right. So they'd been doing it at BBC Scotland, and they were meeting. Uh, oh my God, I can't remember who it was. Anyway, there was the, it was the commissioner, and mm-hmm. he was he was watching it, and you know he was watching a bunch of different tapes. They were seeing about different stuff that could get commissioned, uh-huh. and then all of a sudden he's like, "I heard you've got. I don't even know how we knew this. He's like, I heard you've got a wrestling thing. Mm-hmm. So like, can I see it? So they sent somebody ran away back up to IWC, go to tape, take it down." Put the tape in, and for what I heard, it was two minutes into the tape, and he went, "I love this. I'm going to give us a one special." Didn't even watch the full tape. He's like, "This, this is going to go on BBC Scotland." So, I that's how that came about. And then I can remember the the director Adrian McDowell saying, eh, "This is going to change your life." And then quite quite a buzz, didn't it? Oh mate, my life's never been the same since. Neil's jesters, Neil's Gredos, man. Like, I can't, e- I can't even put into words how surreal it was going out in the street the next day and everybody known who you are it was mental man it's mental like it was because like no no like obviously ICWs became kind of a staple of Glasgow I think but mm-hmm. in the same way as the music scene and the, the comedy scene and all that sort of thing I think like ICWs like a kind of part of Glasgow part of Glasgow I, yeah. totally um, so like everybody's kind of known like the wrestlers if they walked in the street they'll get recognised and stuff like that mm. um, but back then it was all still kind of new and the fact that they're at 9 o'clock right after like EastEnders or whatever ah, it was a good it was a cracking slot oh mate it was unreal and the repeats and I had to go and walk my dog man I had a panic attack like the, the BBC logo spinning around there. Now it's time to go to the World Insane Championship <laughs> Wrestling. And they showed you Gado's house and then my living room. And I went, I was sitting in my living room looking at my living room. And I was like, hell, I need to go walk the dog, man. I'm freaking out. <laughs> I'm like, I watch this. 
So I had to go and walk the dog for 10 minutes and then come back and compose myself. I was like, why why are we on the telly? Like, this could either make or absolutely ruin us, man. But it, it made us Aye, that good. Because obviously the buzz continued after. You obviously had all the shows. Then um, round about this, we were saying about the Shug's house party. Mm. Uh, you were saying, obviously, that was a return of Drew Galloway. Around mm. about that. Now, massive. That was now, obviously, it was ma- massive because he'd pretty much he'd been released about, what, three months before it? No, a lot less than that. Took a couple of months. He was no, it like, might have been like a, might have been like three or four weeks, man. It was like he technically wasn't allowed to wrestle. I still had a no compete. They still have a no, no com- compete clause. No compete clause. Yeah, there was a lo- good couple of weeks left in that, like or a good month or two left in that. And um, but we didn't have him wrestle. So no, he just, just he just showed up. And yeah. the whole story behind that is he he said it before Paul as well. It was like everybody in their granny phoned him. Like, I remember mm-hmm. being, I was in Asda, getting a big show pin with a missus no end, and my phone just started pure like, vibrating, dancing like the, the toaster out of Ghostbusters, man. It was gone mental in my pocket. It was like, everybody, Gado, everybody, Drew's just been released, Drew's just been released, Drew's just been released. And I'm like, oh, he's my mate. Like, me and Drew mm-hmm. grew up together. Like, I've known Drew since we were, like, 14, 14 year old. Like, we were here for the, the first training session ever in Scotland before there was any schools and all that. And, um, it was me and him were there for that, and it was like, so, we've, we've came up together, we've been here for the very birth of Scottish, the Scottish wrestlers, we were here for, mm-hmm. like, the epicentre, like, ground zero, we were, we were here for the, the birth of it, right? So we've known each other for years and years and years, so my pal has just been released from his dream job, I'm not going to phone him and see if he wants to come work for me, um, so, but everybody else, their granny did, and the one person that didn't phone him was me. <laughs> I angered him. I didn't realise. So after a couple of days, I was like, "Wait, I'll phone him." He's like, "Why'd you not phone me?" If you're half he's not. And I'm like, "Cause you just lost your job, mate. I was, I was concerned for you. I just didn't want to do your man." I was like, "He's like, no, like you should have phoned me." And I'm like, "Right, well, I'm phoning you now, mate." And I'm like, "So I've got this big show coming up, my birthday, and a week or two." And he's like, "Brilliant if you could show up, man. It's a shame you can't." And he went, uh-huh. "How can I know?" And I was like, "Ah," uh, and he's like, "Do you want to, do you want to do it?" And Aye, okay, but we need to do it and make sure nobody knows. So he didn't even tell his dad he was lying there. Flew <laughs> to his dad's house in there, chatted the door and went, all right, dad, shh, don't tell anybody, I'm him. <laughs> Hid in the house, had his mates, they runs to the shops to get him like, stuff to live on and all that and get some beers because he was like basically stayed in the house for a full week. Curtain shut now, because he's like, Drew, Drew stays in a wee town in the air. Drew walks down the street, people... No Drew, it's Drew Galloway, do you know what I mean? You could not mistake him for somebody else. No, so he couldn't go out. As soon as he went out and it became public that he was in Scotland, aye, people had to put two and two together. It was used, pretty much used on Navy, pretty much. Uh, exactly. And um, so he hid. We then snuck him in. It's actually a documentary, see him getting drove up and he's got his hood on. Aye, aye, it's mm. We sneak him, there's a, a, another door away, the other side, the st- another street away from the ABC. Mm. It's a big tunnel that goes away underneath, like jump jacks and all that, aye. and brings you up in the venue. So... He shows up backstage, and I can remember a lot of the boys didn't know he was showing up. In fact, none of the boys knew he was showing up, and mm-hmm. none of the new style game was showing up. So they're all sitting there getting chased, and then uh, Greg and Ford walk in, and I was like, is that, is that Jack and Victor just walked in here? And then, like, 10 minutes later, Drew, all right, lads, how you doing? What are you doing here? Oh, I'm back. I'm on for again. What? What's happening? So, like, <laughs> uh, I was not coming, and then I just, I'll never forget that moment, because nobody saw it coming. It was, nobody, it was a serial moment, it was brilliant to see. The, the crowd went absolutely nuts and, for uh, it. Me and me and Renfrew love uh, Ultimate Warrior, so um, we love the bit where, in WrestleMania 8, where Hogan's getting battled after Justice, and <laughs> they go, oh, these people can't help him. 
Eh, he's getting battered Sid and Papa Shango. Like, these people can't help him. He ain't got a friend left. And then all tomorrow's movie hits. Any pure guns at the line for this <laughs> arena. <laughs> Down to the ring. And as a way, I remember just losing my mind, man. Because mm. Warrior was, was my favourite wrestler when I was a wee boy. So it was like, when we went to do this bit, I was like, this, this pop, this cheer's going to be huge. So I was like, ran through. When you, when you grab, you just grab Jester, say, um, nobody can help you. You've got no friends left, and that's the line he says. Oh, and all the lights go out, and his lights go up through, standing there. And I, I was like to him, "Pub your hood up, and flick your hood down." So even though people know it's you, your heat's down, and I'm like, "No, it can't be." And then when he flicks, nah, it does it, it's like like double level, like cheer. You're like, "Oh my god, boom!" And it just erupts, man. It was, it was amazing, man. It was, it was a great, it was a great moment. Um, so. Mark, well, we've got we've got fifteen minutes left, so I've got some questions that I've been given from a few people. If you okay. obviously I've got loads of questions, and for an hour it's hard to get them all in. So a few of the ones I've got. Um, one says, "What would be your dream ICW match with any past or present wrestler from the from you've ever had in the last ten years?" Oh, if you just guys that worked for ICW. Just guys that worked for guys from the past, ICW, and guys from the present. Oh. God. Well, a lot of the guys that actually stood the test of time are still here to this day. That's the weird thing about it. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, oh my God, man! Uh, I don't even. Mate, I can't even. I, there is no an answer to that. Like, if there's a match that could happen, it's probably already happened because anybody for the past ICW that was any good is still, it's still, it's still, still, still working for ICW. It's still there. Aye. Um, no, just, uh, seriously, that's not a copy answer. Like, if nah, no, no, like, no, 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 it's fine. If you're saying like any wrestlers, I would. You could say something like. Renfrew and Stone Cold versus Hulk Hogan and Grado. There you go, there's a match. That, that would be a match. That'd be, <laughs> that'd be something. Aye, uh, there you go. This is another one, actually. This is quite a good one. Is there any wrestler that you've tried to sign for the show that you can not get? Yeah, uh, Roddy Piper. That shows us part of what I thought about. Aye. It was a small period of time where it was going to be Roddy Piper was showing up. Mm-hmm. He was in the UK doing a spoke world tour and he was off that day. And then all of a sudden a date got added at the last minute for Cardiff. Mm-hmm. But there was a wee tiny bit of time where he was going to be the commissioner for that show. Unannounced Roddy Piper, unannounced uh, Jack Victor and then unannounced uh, Drew Galloway. Uh, might as well have retired if that had happened. But um, I couldn't get him. And then I think if there's anybody else not really like... Anybody I've ever went to get, I've, I've got. I tried to get Conor McGregor once. Oh, really? That's not a wrestler, but... Aye, but still. Aye. He's yeah. pretty much like a big name. Funny thing is, I emailed his agent, and I was like, even if it's a good bit of money, I was like, just for the publicity. I mean, because I'd end up on Sky Sports and everything. You can't... No, you can't that, that stuff. I, um, I was like, that'd be good, but uh, his agent never got back, and then, funnily enough, not long after, it was when all the talk about him got to like, WWE for something started, and I was Aye. like... Ah, his agent's probably seen it and thought, that's a good idea. We'll contact him. <laughs> I was like, oh, rats. That's not bad. That's uh, actually, that's quite good. So, uh, Roddy Pipe, that must have been, obviously, he passed away recently, so it must have been no long before that. A um, couple of years I or know, something. Because after that, he'd done, he'd done another thing in the garage. Right. Because we were at the garage, we met him, mm-hmm. and I'd pitched an idea to him coming in. And, uh, that may have been right before it. Mm-hmm. That may have been the tour. Right. The tour may have been, like, a couple of days before it. Aye, aye, aye. Mm-hmm. So that was... Um, that was, must have been cut a month before he passed out. No, 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 something. Sh- a shame, a shame. It's a shame, he's a Aye. great wrestler. Uh, another one here, this is quite an interesting one, obviously, as an extreme company. Uh, as a promoter from backstage, what's the most dangerous thing that's happened in the ring that's made you nervous? Uh, 
Obviously, before this, we were talking about the thing where they fell off. Aye, well, that, that type of stuff, aye. Everybody knows about Whippy, like, getting impaled um, with a barrier. Like, there was a, he'd done a suicide dive, so he dives through the ropes from Grado. Grado hits the barrier, mm-hmm. slides back in the ring, runs fast again, hits Grado again. Grado hits the barrier, barrier bends, barrier bends. Spoke comes out the barrier, runs back in the ring, flips out the tap rope, impales himself. Mm-hmm. On the barrier through his leg inside. Nearly killed him, like he could have died. Aye, that was, was ghastly. Um, the thing that we got thrown off TV for where Tam's bleeding, mm-hmm. that was, um, uh, he was bleeding profusely. I thought he was going to need to go to the hospital. That mm-hmm. was because Tam hadn't bothered to tell anybody he was a haemophiliac with thin oh, blood. So really? Tam, he's like, I'm going to do this bit where I bleed. That cool. Mm-hmm. And then he was a, a couple weeks later. One of the, there's a kid's show in PBW running at the mm. pavilion and I'm Aye. lying on a big roller carpet hung air. I'm just there watching and um, d- doing the, doing the uh, changing rooms and, and um, everybody's all ch- chatting and he goes, I am a haemophiliac. <laughs> I'm like, that means you've got thin blood, Tam. Like, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be bleeding then. Oh. And he's like, I know that now. I went, I know you know that now. You really died. <laughs> like, oh. um, so like, stuff like that, um, you do see some crazy, crazy stuff. You do see some really people will never understand the incredible toll it takes on somebody's body doing this. The oh yeah, absolutely. That yeah. People have done in ICW for people's entertainment. It's unreal. Well, that's because that annoys all the wrestling fans when you talk about when you, people use the word fake. Uh-huh. And obviously, it's, 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 it's no it's no fake. It's it's scripted. You know, uh, that's the main thing. It's like a movie and saying it's fake. It's a movie. It's no fake. It's a, it's a movie. You know what I mean? It's I know, exactly. Wrestling's predetermined, but it doesn't mean that when you get heavy a steel chair, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't mean when you get like scoop slammed. I've been scoop slammed after Jackie Polo, believe me. Oh, yeah. The stri- it Jack- really hurts, man. Jackie, Jackie can scoop slam. <laughs> Mate, tell me about it. He gave me like a big mad purple bruise in my side. That they, uh, I went to the doctor and they were like, oh, um, we need to get an ultrasound. And I went, how? I'm not pregnant. <laughs> and he went, don't laugh. Went, you've ruptured your spleen. <laughs> <laughs> I had not thank God. But uh, I just that's just a scoop slam. Do you know what I mean? Like People don't get like, the amount of like, hurts ah, it's just so much. So even though it's, it's predetermined and there's an element there of you don't want to physically injure this person long term, wrestlers mm-hmm. get really hurt, man. Like, mm-hmm. I just... I, 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 I love that because there's been a couple of times where you get to see a radio or TV people coming. Oh, can we do, do we pretend to wrestle? And I mean, he's gonna go go in the ring I and then I'm like, "Hey, boys, go show him how to take a bump." And no, even just get my just show him how to do, do a back bump in the ring. And he's just everybody will just stop and look at their face, man. Mm-hmm. It's just you see their eyes ah, dead wide as they hit that that wooden canvas with metal beams under it and they go I <laughs> just like aye aye, aye some, you're, not, you're not playing wrestling anymore are you some, uh, oh, yeah maybe we won't do that then aye maybe you won't mate aye you know aye, it's, like, it's like aye this is fine nope I'm done uh, another one here I've actually had to reword this question because my cousin gave me this one and he said it a different way so I'm just going to do this was it a risk moving one of your staple shows out of Glasgow i.e. the square go yes and no, because right. it was like I we got, might have got a bit of a backlash. We did get some people going, oh, why isn't it on Glasgow? But a lot of people mm-hmm. understood like we're trying to grow the brand. We can't obviously do Barramania outside of Glasgow. Shug's House Party is called Shug's House Party because my middle name is Hugh and my dad's name is Shug. Aye. It's his Hugh, but Shug's a Scottish mm-hmm. uh, vernacular. Um, and it's always as close as possible to my birthday, which is July 27th. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going down south to spend my birthday. So Shug's House Party. It's always going to be at the ABC. And then you've got Fear and Loving, which I have no intention of ever taking out of Glasgow. Right. Always going to be in Glasgow. Um, so, realistically, the only event I could date with 
is the square goal. Was square goal, and we had to show outside of Glasgow that we care about the fans there as much as we care about the fans in Glasgow, and we had to give them something special. Newcastle's always been really good to us. We've mm-hmm. always got a really big crowd there, so I was like, so in that sense, it wasn't a risk. I knew it was going to sell it, mm-hmm. so that wasn't a risk. It was just whether or not we got a backlash, mm-hmm. but. It was, it was, aye. The show seemed to have went well. I watched it on uh, ICW in the Man. We didn't even get a chance to talk about ICW in the Man. Ah, <laughs> we could have been, been there all day in that one. But, but yeah, that was, um, it was a good show. It seemed very, like a good show. Very happy with that show. Very happy with that show. Um, Square was a horrible match to book. Uh, just so so intricate. And uh, the, I think it was last year or the year before, there was one of them I really wasn't happy with. It just didn't stand the test of time. So... Uh, would it been would it, would it been the year before me or no the, the year before was it the one where because uh, Wolfgang won it last year and Dicky Divers won it the year before that uh, sorry it wasn't it might have been the Divers it right. was the Divers one so I really wasn't happy with the overall match and uh, aye that was doing to me a lot so ever since then I've just always been like just on a mission to make it as good as possible and I really think last year's was good and I think this year's one was even better I think this year's one may actually be the best square goal so far see, it is a hard match as you say because people yeah. used to think I used to think when I was younger that you just kind of know who's going to win it and let the rest of them run wild I don't really uh, know where I got this idea from, but you've got all the storylines that go with it you've uh, got the timings everything so it's got to be everything's, it's like booking several matches in the one the space hardest, it's the hardest match to book uh, every year and it takes you yeah, a couple of days like you'll write a thing and then it's like Pure Home Alone McKevin. Oh, we forgot Gredo. You've got a whole match and <laughs> somebody's not in it and then you put them in it and you're like, oh my God, Hingy's not in it. Oh, these two people are feuding and they're not in the ring at the same time and just mad daft stuff like that. And you're like, oh, but if they're in the ring at the same time, then he's in the ring with this person that he's not allowed to be near and da 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 da. Mate, honestly, by the end, you've got like flip charts out and you're writing big <laughs> mad things like it's it's a crime scene. Now let's be just 40s of people with big arrows joined up and all that and you're just like, right, and by the but so satisfying when you actually see it uh, play out. And you're like, ah, I think you planned the better than Vince. I think Vince just think I've got 29 wrestlers. I can't think who else. I, There's Roman. In you come. I nearly, done a, <laughs> I nearly done a Vince. I nearly done a Vince the other day. Um, if you watch it back, watch as I slide into the ring. And oh, nearly the, the quads. Oh, mate. <laughs> I, I, right. So, I, 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 um, Trent and Joe, Joe Coffey are in the ring, and I'm having a wee push back and forward at the end. Ah, so he's got the square briefcase. He's got the belt, and uh, I'm about to run out. And I think it was like, might have been. Might have been Lionheart when Don't do Evans. And I went, I'm going to do a Billy Gunn, mate. Now Billy Gunn used to always like no sometimes he come down with just his socks on it and he'd right. run so fast he'd slide and nearly slide out the other side of the ring. Mm-hmm. So I barrel down the ring <laughs> and I uh, down the ramp, sorry, and I just slide, man. And as I slide, my knee, I've got a uh, my one of my knees is gobbled at the cartilage and all that, right? So it's kinda like protruding a wee bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it clipped the, oh. the beam at the side, right? So if you watch, it's just a brief second. You see me go slide. Oh, I nearly said it again. <laughs> I push myself up, and and I, I stand up, and I'm limping. So if you watch it back, you can clearly see me really badly hurt my knee. So it's like after I'm saying don't do a Vince, like two seconds later, I slide down, dink, and in my head I just went, oh no. I hope I can get up and I just go and push myself <laughs> up. I was like that and I was shouting to him Don't, and I remember turning around to Trent and going I've really hurt my knee <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um, so one last question I've got five minutes left here um, we know this was coming because we talked about it before that what's ha- what can you tell us about WWE and obviously what's the future hold immediately for ICW in the upcoming oh um, right 
Obviously, you can only say so much. Uh, uh, so, um, well, basically, we have a relationship with WWE. Um, we've provided them with footage for the UK tournament. Mm-hmm. We have provided them with footage for Finn Balor's bio. It was in NXT. Mm-hmm. We have gave them the footage again recently. They made another Finn Balor thing for Aye. the network. Mm-hmm. Um, we have contacts with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've obviously seen ICW wrestlers appear in WWE and NXT and stuff like that, Kayleigh Ray and mm-hmm. a bunch of different people. Um, so there is a relationship there. There is rumours circulating about certain things, but some of them are just rumours. Mm-hmm. So, aye. Um, aye. It's, uh, I think because we were seen at the UK tournament and because we have had footage show up on WWE TV, I think people are starting to like draw their own conclusions and just add stuff and say this is happening, this is happening, this is happening. Mm-hmm. Without there actually being any proof. Do you know what I mean? Like as far mm-hmm. as I'm concerned, on demand still gone. Would I do something with the network? Absolutely. Like mm-hmm. I'd be daft not to. Do you know what I mean? Aye. Mm-hmm. As of this point in time, our focus is ICW on demand. Um, whether or not that changes in the future, who can say, mate? Do you know what I mean? Like, I know it. Aye, that's basically all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> that's what I thought, mate. Right, so again, Mark, thanks for coming in to obviously chat with me today about this. It's obviously, as we, uh, we are doing this broadcast in aid of charity for Q and Review, uh, Print Speaking for the Blind and Cancer Research UK. Uh, as part of that, we are also giving away some a free uh, free prize draw, and Mark is obviously is generously donating two tickets to the Baromania show, yep. which I think we could uh, we should actually draw now while Mark's here. If, you, if you're alright with that. Aye, so all the, name, all the names are in here. My name's not in here, sadly. But I've also given some shout-outs to some listeners. Chris Murray, Derek Kernahan. Thanks for listening. Hope you've enjoyed this. Mark, if you could draw a name for that, please, mate. And the name is... Oh, he doesn't even like wrestling. Oh, I'm back in the cup, man. We won't even see his name. He'll never know the difference, mate. Because he's not getting two free tickets for mm-hmm. like wrestling. Carrie McGill. Carrie McGill. Carrie McGill. Carrie McGill, right. So you have... She She works for the record, actually. She works for Daily Record. She's probably... Probably been to a show before. Probably been to stuff. <laughs> um, so... I'd Car- have gave you a guest anyway, <laughs> mate, if you work for a newspaper. Yeah, so... Carrie, Mc- uh, Carrie McGill, you have won the two tickets for Baramina. Use them as you please. You work with me, so give them to me if you want. <laughs> but, yep, so that is the end of our chat with Mark Dallas. Again, Mark, thank you very much for coming in. Cheers for having us on it. It's, it's been a laugh. It's been good, aye. It's been good. See, it's good. As you say, the other one's good chatting about wrestling. People know about wrestling. Aye. Uh, it's um, coming up after us, we have got Graham Sloan and Declan Bryans with Demon Under the Kilt. I'm just going to play a wee song while we go away here. Um, I'll play it because Mark's not allowed to play it. It's uh, going to be. It's going to be like a prayer. Uh, as you say, we've got Demon Under the Kilt. We're going to play some heavy metal. So again, Mark, thank you and take care. Bye.